It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. RedEyeRadioShow.com where we stream live or get our app and put it on your phone and listen whenever you want. Uh, okay, just reading here the story from uh, from Fox, the lead story on Fox, that uh, there, are, there are some technical problems in the drafting of the coronavirus legislation that requires the House to pass the bill again. Perhaps with the skeleton staff later on this week, and they're talking about the fact that because they need to repass the coronavirus bill because of technical problems, uh... And then it goes to the Senate, but the Senate is already in the midst of the procedural discussion and debate, just procedural for the FISA bill, yeah. which remember the uh, the Freedom Caucus came out against, and apparently they've 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 come to an agreement with the Freedom Caucus in the House in order to you know to to pass that you know to pass the bill, uh, you know, uh, but now in the Senate. Where is it here? They say, you know, one of the problems they say is because of the social distancing. Uh, right. Social distancing contributed to the problem with drafting the legislation and the trading of offers. Usually the sides would lock themselves in a room and go around the table, but not in the age of coronavirus. That prompted dozens upon dozens of phone calls between Pelosi, Mnuchin, and other officials at the Treasury, White House, Republican congressional leaders, House committees, legislative councils. You get the idea. And they say, don't forget, uh, Woodrow Wilson fell ill, the president, during the Spanish flu in 1919. Oh, yeah, right. Um, so the road to passage in the Senate, unclear. Even though 140 House GOPers voted for the plan and President Trump tweeted his support for it. Perhaps Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell <laughs> had a crystal ball about the possible problems Facing the Senate with this bill, McConnell bolted from the Capitol mid-afternoon Thursday. As Mnuchin and Pelosi continued to talk, there was no clear route to pass any coronavirus bill on Thursday afternoon. There was no final bill, and it took the House an additional 34 hours to assemble the corona, uh, coronavirus package. But Pelosi and Mnuchin wouldn't have continued to bargain into the night on Thursday and all day Friday had there not been a deal to be had. So when the Senate... Finally adjourned Thursday, it locked in a procedural vote for this afternoon, Monday, related to FISA. But it's just a procedural vote. And they go through the whole uh, FISA vote thing. They said, let's start with the status of the FISA package. Attorney General Barr came to Capitol Hill last Monday to negotiate a final version with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and members of the Conservative Freedom Caucus. The sides forged a bipartisan pact with Pelosi and Democrats. The House approved the FISA renewal. And then President Trump tweeted that many Republican senators want me to veto the FISA bill until we find out what, le what led to and happened with the illegal attempted coup of the duly elected president of the United States and others. But McCarthy signaled by Friday that he expected Mr. Trump to sign FISA once it got through the Senate. In other words, if... The senators can wrap up the FISA bill quickly. Only then can senators advance 
the coronavirus bill. But if FISA stalls, who knows? <clears throat> so they don't know. Wow. They say they may not even get to the FISA bill by the end of the week. Excuse me, the coronavirus bill till the end of the week. Mm. And That's not going to be soon enough. And they say it could bleed into next well, week. Too. Well, yeah, but yeah, here, but here's the problem. Look at all the news that last week brought. I mean, every day, new recommendations, new restrictions, and everything else. Uh, you and I kind of touched on this. It was, I don't know. Uh, it was last week sometime, but the fact of the matter is you can't let procedural I- items get in the way of this. We can have the discussion on how much should be spent or all of that. That's not the point. The American public is not going to is not going to accept them going back and forth all week based on how fast things are moving. Well, they first have to get the House to re-vote on it. Well, which which is probably going to have to happen this morning, I guess. If they're there. Well, that's, I, a, that's a point they're trying to make if they can get everybody together. Now, I don't yeah. know. I'm just reading what the article says. Right. Yeah, I suspect they'll make that happen sooner than later. That you, you get this into mid-next-week territory by the time it's passed, and you're going to have people livid. Because, first of all, look, there is no win. But what is what do we... You and I hear this all the time, but at least they did something, Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically the populist look at it. Well, at least they did something. I mean, we can we can sit there and go through the minutia of the bill or the final bill that reaches the president's desk. We can talk about how much money should be spent or shouldn't be spent. That's not the point. The American public right now can't find toilet paper. Congress better find their way back. Well, to Capitol Hill, you know, you and I, we had talked just briefly about the president's approval rating numbers have tanked in the last week. Right. They've tanked. Right. We said this is a possibility. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest possibilities is when Americans can't find toilet paper, you get the blame. Yes. It's all Trump's fault. Right. Doesn't matter whether it is or not. We said this last week. We said, look, it's not going to be fair. But if the numbers tank. Well, because we all know that the that the according to the Constitution. That the the role of the president, the executive officer, is to deliver roles. Deliver roles. <laughs> now, don't get scared because there's a long time between now and the election, and at that point, it becomes a choice between two candidates. And if you saw those two other candidates last night, you're like, oh wow. So yeah. again, th- yeah, this they is- were talking. They were talking global warming. Right. Norm so- McDonald was live tweeting. I saw that. Oh, <laughs> he said. You guys, nobody cares about climate change right now. And I could hear him doing it in his voice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, uh, One of the good things with the the, the bill, though, is I I believe everything sunsets after this year. Which it should. Right. Nothing nothing continues after this year now. As the Wall Street Journal said, we're afraid, though, when it comes to the reauthorization that, you know, the Republicans will just, you know, fall lockstep behind when the house says right before the election we need to revisit and redo these things for next year too because there are people still hurting Mm -hmm. that the republicans won't have the guts to say no and then it continues for another year 
And then there's well, always a way. It, it, look, there's a yeah, there's a concern just getting out of the gate here for me, right? Yeah, I, I mean, for us, me, for right, our exactly, audience, right? There's a ton of concern with throwing you know tens of billions of dollars at it when you know that's not really. Look, if you're talking about research and everything else, we're that's one thing. Stimulus is something very different. So the fact of the matter is, though, yeah, that's that's a very good possibility. I think the Wall Street Journal. I, I'm concerned about the same thing. Well, by the way, the president never got a stimulus. Why is he still tweeting about it over the weekend? Yeah, I don't know. Or talking about it. It's like, you're not getting it. It's Right. He keeps talking like he's getting it. It's not going to be in there. No. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know unless the Senate's going to try and send that back in rec- reconciliation. Maybe. There is no indication of that. It I, would haven't, be in- I haven't. I haven't read that, that anywhere. It, it would I be see a, that seen that. Anywhere. It would be a wonderful victory for the president if he if he could get that. I don't see the Senate doing that. Mm, no, I haven't even seen that. Unless he knows something we don't, or unless his point is that look, this is what I pushed for. This is what I wanted. They didn't get it done in the Senate. They didn't get it done in the House, and you know that. But that that would have been the way I would have handled it, and. Unfortunately, I didn't get cooperation on Capitol Hill. Yeah, I, I just no, I haven't read something. anywhere where that there's a deal being made or an agreement between McConnell, the Republicans in the Senate, and the President to try and send that back in reconciliation. But yeah. unless there's and, something and we we haven't, no, seen. that's a great point. I just I haven't read it anywhere either. But no. that could still happen, right? I mean, hypothetically right now they got to get send it back to the house for revotes right so there we are mm. interesting times we live in isn't it right now huh how's everybody doing hope everybody's safe everybody's safe in their homes watching lots of tv no sports right by the way the nfl got a deal hmm the NFL and the Players Association. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it, if, did that I happen it, on Thursday or, uh, or did it, was it no, over the weekend? No, just over the weekend. Okay, because they started meeting on Thursday, yeah. right? Yeah. Wasn't I, there a vote on? The, yes, oh, no, no, there was no. a vote. I know, but the, they delayed the vote, which was supposed to be on Thursday. They delayed it to the weekend, didn't they? Isn't, yeah. Isn't I, that what happened? Yeah, I saw in the last day and a half. I don't know exact timeline, but it passed. I don't know. It didn't. It probably it was less than 60% of the vote. Mm-hmm. So it was a closer vote than I thought it was going to be, but it's like a ten-year, ten-year uh, deal. Seventeen NFL games, mm-hmm. regular season games coming, right? And they still have to work out. Remember, that means you're going to play nine home games or eight away games, or eight home games and nine away games. Now each team gets two bye weeks. Is that still part of? I it? thought I don't know if that's still. Uh, I, I never saw that was taken out. We had talked about that months back that that was one of the things that they were talking about that there was two bye weeks and that they get an uh, an extra franchise tag but i don't know if that was in the final yeah. deal or not neither do i i know that they when they do this there's only going to be three preseason games now there's going to be a lot more probably every team will play a game overseas i think mm-hmm. that may be the extra game right that makes sense because i i think there's going to trying be trying to go the road of the I, nba I, I think trying there's, to you know yes i think i think there's like they expect 16 games overseas so that would take care of that one game wow so you so one of your one of your home games it would it, for each team it would be an away game that would be a way to get rid of it right so i don't know if it 
I don't know if kneeling is in it. <laughs> right. Well, right now, we don't know if, if games in other countries are in it, if you think about it. I mean, you could probably yeah. suspend that policy for the first this first. Uh, when is when is that uh, twenty twenty one? I think is it's, is yeah. So is it's when a they year, would, a year from this fall yeah, when it kicks yeah, in. Yeah. So would, okay. So we'll be right it, because this season's already taken care of. Yeah. So it would yeah. the, those games at the earliest it doesn't have to, but at the earliest it would kick in would be twenty 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 one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which you know again, some players didn't like it. Some. I think I think what it is is they just went. There's so much money here, just sign the dang thing. <laughs> yeah, because they're worried about injuries and everything else. That you know, with one extra game, that that means the starters will be playing, and with the injury rate, that makes it so your career could be shorter. Which then you know you're not fully vested into the into the pension until a certain number of years. I think it's four years. I'm not sure. And so those are all the concerns that they have there because if you have 17 games, you are going to shorten the careers of football players. Yeah. If it's 17 right. regular season games. Exactly. Yeah. So it may only be by, I don't know, three or 4%, or I'm just throwing that number out. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the injuries in football, it will reduce the careers of people in the NFL. And so, how, how do you compensate for that? I don't know. I I've not looked at the contract. I didn't didn't even know. I just brought it up because we had talked. Somebody we said sports, <laughs> which there yeah, are none. Right. Right. Yeah. There's that, nothing going on. That was a little weird. I mean, it was interesting. I was fascinated to see how the channels would be covering stuff. You know what would yeah, they be? The sports channels. Yeah. ESPN's covering old basketball games. I'm like, don't care. Golf Channel was the best because they're showing a ton of their documentaries like an Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas and it was like okay that's that's pretty cool I didn't see what the tennis channel was doing though no I haven't seen what the tennis channel is doing in um forever I've now, never turned it on no we were right NASCAR did decide to cancel yeah the next few races or suspend or postpone but they're not going to happen they're not going to do it without fans and now if the CDC is recommending, Eric, that everything is, that there should be no gatherings over 50 for the next eight weeks. Yeah. You just set, you just set the timetable. You well, just set the yeah, timetable. Based, the based on the recommendation. Yes. By the, by the and, way. And, and that's what most organizations and, and, uh, and companies would, would follow. But that means no Major League Baseball until at least the middle of May. Right. At least. Yeah. And uh, I was reading the other day that the Masters probably won't happen. Really? That they just, uh, who who do they take out in October? Who do, what what tournament do they say, sorry, you don't, it doesn't exist. There's a tournament going on every week. Right. So that's one of the trains of thought is there won't be a Masters. Instead of delaying it, they, there's no place to. No put place it. to put it. That was one of the discussions over the weekend. Wow. So yeah, yeah. Mm. I know it's golf, but it is the Masters. Well, no, it's the Masters. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to be that's going to be odd. Think about that. Well, it'd be odd if they well, played well, it in October. Though, well, could you imagine that? Well, and they're, well, if it doesn't happen, that'll be the. Will that be the first time it's? No, it didn't happen during World War II. Okay, right. So, but it was still young. It wasn't the tournament then that it is now. Right. I mean, it's the number one. It is the number one golf tournament in the world. Mm. So yeah. maybe they will find a place for it. Maybe they'll just say, sorry, this is number one. 
Our tournament is better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> and they would be right. Yeah, they would be. 866-90-RED-EYE. Spring weather can be unpredictable, from severe showers to surprise last-minute snowstorms and beyond. Preventive maintenance, however, is something you can always count on to help you prepare for the roads and unexpected weather ahead. Don't neglect what's under the hood when you start spring maintenance. Check the condition of your truck's fluid levels. Make sure you have sufficient levels of engine oil, transmission fluid, brake fluid, coolant, and even windshield washer fluid. Dirty and low fluids can negatively impact the performance of your vehicle and lead to higher maintenance costs down the road. While you're at it, check your engine air filter and replace if necessary. Without proper engine air filtration, your engine cannot perform at its best. Stop in to a TA truck service near you to shop our selection of fluids, filters, and other diesel performance products. This maintenance tip is brought to you by TA Truck Service. More bays, more expertise, more solutions. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, if you want to get in, coming up, uh, we'll take a look at uh, Dow Futures frozen overnight. So we, yeah. will, we will get to that, uh, though, plus the uh, coronavirus in uh, general, just some of the things that happened. The states that are shutting down bars and 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 restaurants. Right, for dine-in. Right, and the, yeah. and the CDC coming out with their recommendation no gatherings over 50 people, not even like private gatherings, like weddings, right, things right, like that. Right. Their recommendation, no gatherings over 50 people for the next eight weeks. It takes us well into, you know, into May, that halfway point of May. I have a nephew getting married this Friday. We haven't heard anything yet. Nothing yet. Wow. Yeah. Oh, there'd be far more than 50 people at that wedding. And, and most weddings, I mean, uh, there well, yeah, a lot of weddings at least. Uh, there's a ton of people there. Could be hundreds of people there. It it really will be interesting to see once this all is uh, is is over. Just how because we will know eventually. How yeah, right. how widespread was it? Some of the uh, great questions that are being that are being asked because we there was so much that we don't know mm-hmm. that how long didn't we know about this virus? Right. And if it did appear in China actually in november mm-hmm. then how widespread was it before we stopped it how many people had it that didn't know it right and and these are some of the great you know unknown things did the cdc decide on eight weeks because it is true that it is going in the opposite direction of china mm-hmm. or in china that's going in the opposite there are less cases each and every day as as is being reported if that's true, then you know basically what the end game is. Will that help the stock market?
miss a moment. The podcast is always online and on your phone. RedEyeRadioShow.com and the Red Eye Radio app. And he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Welcome, and good morning. Thanks so much for uh, being here. Okay, last I saw update uh, was 15 hours ago. Okay, new update, I'm sure, coming out later on this morning on uh, uh, how how far it uh, it has uh, expanded the uh, the coronavirus. And the last official count was three uh, over 3,000. Uh, cases in the United States with 57 deaths. I think you said it was up to 61. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'll, I'll go back and double check because it is changing. Right. So, and, and that goes back to uh, yesterday when they had the, the last update that I got, uh, uh, you know, from, um, uh, from live science. Right.com as I was looking at. And, the latest here, uh, all uh, last night, all bars and restaurants in Massachusetts now will shut down on-premise consumption starting on Tuesday until April 6th. The governor of Massachusetts announced on Sunday all gatherings of uh, larger than 25 people are also prohibited according to the order. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is recommending that for the next eight weeks, organizers cancel or postpone events with over 50 people, according to the guidance posted on their site on Sunday. And I'm going to assume that everybody is going to follow that. Well, I mean, that that's and, and yeah. I'm talking about Major League Baseball I'm talking about right, Major right, League right, Soccer. Right, right. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. Uh, large uh, organizations, right? Uh, the uh, and NBA. I'm talking mm-hmm. uh, the NHL. Mm hmm. You know, the NHL season normally ends, well, it goes into June. It does mm-hmm. go into June. Mm-hmm. NBA sometimes goes to the middle of June. Uh, but you don't have a lot of time. Right. I was seeing one of the one of the uh, uh, plans, disaster plans of the NHL is to allow another, you know, what was it, uh, allow a couple more teams in, but have like a one-game playoff, you know, from, because all the teams that are close, Mm-hmm. You know, but didn't get a playoff spot. They include them in for, and there's a bunch of one game matches to at least give you an opportunity to get into the playoffs. Right. But how do you do that if you don't start back up? If you don't start back up, if if you don't, eight weeks from this weekend takes us past Mother's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. So you're right in the middle of May. You're just going to start playing games on that day, well, because think, because think right this. now practice nothing's going on. Right. You have to start from the beginning again. Does it wipe out the NBA? Does it wipe out if you go that long? Since they set that at eight weeks, does that just destroy it? I mean, you're you've just killed two months of NASCAR. Yeah, right. To begin with, we talked earlier, uh, in fact, last hour about the Masters, uh, the fact that you know the some of the scuttle, but they like to play it later on, but. Some of the uh, response over the past couple of days has been: "There's no way they just can't they can't fit it in. That's going to be gone." So you look at that, and then you look at every single thing over the next two months. If ever if every major company follows that, for example, if you go on Eric for eight weeks of no more than fifty people, does that mean restaurants have to remain closed for the next two months? Well, it depends, I guess. Uh, it depends on their local 
you know, if the, the CDC recommendation is eight weeks, that's a recommendation. Right. Right. The, uh, then beyond that, the enforcement would come down to from the state a mayor or the mayor or right. a governor right. saying, okay, close all restaurants, dine in is shut down. Well, for example, Starbucks already came out and voluntarily said what? They're just going to have uh, just uh, takeout only. Right. Well, since they, since they weren't ordered, since they volunteered to do that, are they done for eight, eight weeks? It's a long time. Yeah. You still have your drive-thru open. You still have... Uh, right. I'm assuming takeout where you can go inside and grab it and go. You just don't sit down. Oh, you don't okay. congregate. Okay. Again, there's going to be different policies uh, based on, again, the decisions of um, uh, each each and every company and also local leaders. Uh, you're seeing some places in restaurants, okay, we're going to shut down our buffet, but we're still going to have food. We're not going to have this one common area where everybody steps up and uses the same utensils to fill their plates. Or we're not going to do dine-in at all. We'll do carry-out only. That's going to vary from spot to spot. Uh, in other news, the first participant of a clinical trial for a vaccine to protect against the new coronavirus will receive an experimental dose today, according to a government official. This from Associated Press. The National Institutes of Health is funding the trial, which is taking place at the Kaiser Washington Health Research Institute in Seattle. The official who disclosed plans for the first participant spoke on condition of anonymity because the move has not yet been publicly announced. Public health officials say it will take a year to 18 months to fully validate any potential vac uh, vaccine. Testing will begin with 45 young, healthy volunteers with different doses of shots co-developed by the National Institutes of Health and Moderna uh, Inc. There's no chance participants could get infected from the shots because they don't contain the virus itself. The goal is purely to check that the vaccines show no worrisome side effects, setting the stage then for larger tests. So that is beginning later on uh, today. Uh, also, uh, labs across the United States will be able to screen up to 4,000 people a day now starting this week. The administration announced yesterday. Well, then just being able to have that number every single day probably in three to four weeks will give us a much better sample and some much better statistics about, number one, the fatality rate. Because really, right. if you think about right. it, the fatality rate, the, the possible fatality rate is what has really driven all of this. Right. It's because when, when you see, as uh, the medical community stating, we believe the, 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 the fatality rate is a lot higher. We've heard 10 times, we've heard more. If the regular flu was 0.1 and the fatality rate was 3. Uh, was it 3.2, 3.4, as they were stating uh, last week, but didn't believe that that was conclusive and believed that because so many people haven't been tested yet, that it would be a lot, a lot fewer once you had a bigger sample. Well, that's important information to know what the fatality rate is when you're shutting down basically an entire society. Mm -hmm. And so that information probably at least will have a bigger sample coming out. Because you think about it, 4,000 a day, by the time we get to three weeks, you're talking about 80,000, 100,000 people at that particular point, yeah. which right. we haven't been able to test, you know. And hopefully it'll increase 
each and every day as they manufacture more tests. Right. So here's from worldometer.com in the U.S. Coronavirus cases at 3802, deaths at 69, fully recovered at 73, active cases at 3,660, with only 10 of those cases being critical at the moment. Uh, so, you know, to try and put that in perspective, when they say recovered, they mean fully recovered, uh, which means the cases at that point, um, they, because they're, it's part of the closed cases category, both deaths and fully recovered belong in that category. And that's, you know, the, the closed cases is all the cases that had an outcome. The Tennessee man who bought 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer and was under investigation for price gouging donated all of it to the people in Tennessee, Hmm. according to the New York Times. After, of course, the outrage that came uh, uh, from that, New York City public schools will start to shut down this week. Uh, California will close down all bars, nightclubs, wineries, and brew pubs. California's Governor Gavin Newsom said... Yesterday, the one thing that we were wondering about is, is it an order for people under 65 to be quarantined or is it a suggestion? Well, uh, that's it, uh, he, because every story says the governor asked people 65 and older to or, stay in their homes or requested. Yes. So I'm guessing that's a request, right? Not an order. Uh, New York City hospitals will be required to cancel elective surgeries. We saw Illinois, Ohio. I also heard Washington State is uh, also has jumped on board to tell bars they have to shut down. Yeah. So, um, you know, there you go. Colombia is blocking all non-residents from entering the country. Germany is introducing border controls with Austria, Denmark, France, Luxembourg, and Switzerland to slow the spread of the virus. So there you go. If you're if you're, you know, just looking for the latest news out there, that's that's what they have. The Ohio governor orders all bars and restaurants to close. That was a big news because I think they were the first to announce that yesterday mm-hmm. to jump on that. I know because I got a friend of mine from Cleveland who texted me on that one. I'm aware that it will impact many many good workers. I can't tell you how sorry I am, but we will work to mitigate the suffering. It is our goal to get everyone through this. The order will shut down in-person dining. Restaurants and bars will still offer carryout and delivery. Well, you look at that and, you know, you talk about the people in that line of work. If you're a server, you count on your daily tips. Waiting for state legislators or federal legislators to get something done is going to be a huge, huge hit. Because if you're working full-time, a lot of the servers out there have not one but two jobs, maybe three. Oh, no. Yep. <clears throat> and, you know, so we have a number, of, a number of them that listen to our show after they close, when they on their way home. And, of course, um, we probably have all had somebody in our family or friends that work in that industry. They count on those tips every day, not just the, the paychecks. The paychecks are fairly small. It's the tips that they count on, and if you if you're banning dine-in, then you're killing an industry. I mean, they they will suffer greatly. 
if that goes on again, how do you how do you offer that? This this goes back to this whole stimulus thing. Man, we could throw a ton of money at this, but we're not considering everything and everybody that's affected by these calls. We're not. And then all of a sudden tomorrow, it'll come up, well, yeah, but this group, this industry is hurting this way. I mean, tell me what industry right now, uh, in terms of um, the service industry in general, that's really not hurting. The service industry in general is hurting. Uh, Hospitality, uh, restaurants, and bars, that's a massive amount of people with zero income at the moment if if they're in those areas yeah. where they've been shot and i as we have seen across the board i think you're going to find more states doing that yeah because that's what has happened it started with you know it's like the nba mm-hmm. and we said well what happens and you and i looked at each other and said we can't imagine that everything doesn't shut down once the nba shut down right and everything shut down mm-hmm. and some of the last holdouts were nascar and the xfl and they were, you know, they were shut down by Friday and Saturday. Right. And so when this happens and governors start doing it, there's pressure on other governors and other mayors to do it. So it, it could it could have the domino effect over the next couple of days, which isn't going to do any favors to the stock market at all. I we know that's not the goal. Right, right. Look, people have said, you know, we, you I've I've seen this in social media. We shouldn't be talking about the stock market. You have to because everything's funded by the economy. Well, that's everything's it. eventually funded by the economy. Our health, our our the the health of the of this country is funded by what comes out of the economy. So it is important mm-hmm. what is what is done at this point. Yeah, um, it, it because now it, it the fundamentals are changing. Uncertainty still exists, and the fundamentals are changing at the same right. time. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Did they address the IRS situation in that in that bill? Has there anything come out about the IRS? The only thing that I saw over the weekend, and this is from CNBC.com, uh, IRS is likely to delay the April 15th tax filing deadline as a part of the uh, response here. Uh, and, that's, and they're citing, uh, CNBC.com is citing the Wall Street Journal, and that I saw that over the weekend, but again, uh, that goes back, uh, and that was being repeated. Uh, but that goes back a few days. I don't know if they've if they've actually done that. Yeah, because they said for some people. Yeah. When I saw it, I went, "Well, how do you make that decision? Who are yeah. the some people that get an extension?" Right. So, and I haven't heard anything like in the last twenty four hours on it. So I was just I was I was wondering that thought just popped into my head um, as we came in. Yeah, here is uh, here's one story that says they plan to announce it on Monday. Okay. I have heard I have heard sometime this week. We'll see if they do. We'll uh, keep you posted.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. In the news this morning... Folks uh, that we spoke to, uh, they've done a fantastic job. They're going to meet the needs of the public. They're going round the clock if they have to, and they're committed to... Uh, the communities where they're serving and which they serve so beautifully and have for a long time. And they're buying a lot of additional things to sell. But again, they, they actually have asked me to say, could you buy a little bit less, please? I think I thought I'd never hear that from a retailer. Uh, the president talking about grocery stores yesterday. Here's yeah. the vice president. Tens of millions of Americans are responding with compassion, with common sense. And we want to express particular gratitude to communities of faith that participated in today's National Day of Prayer. Uh, we've seen places of worship uh, implementing policies to keep those most vulnerable safe. And also we're seeing communities of faith already stepping forward. More than 10 states, uh, in addition to uh, CDC labs, and public health labs, and labs that states can now authorize in their states, more than 10 states have implemented their own drive-through testing sites. Uh, and we want to commend New York, Colorado, Delaware, Washington State, Texas, and others that have implemented uh, these on-site places where people uh, can obtain tests. Looking right now at the global map, 169,387 total confirmed uh, cases of uh, COVID-19 uh 77,257 recovered and 6,513 total deaths just so people know how this outbreak is by country because it's something that we except for you know China and Italy talking about it uh, we really haven't talked about the other countries uh, involved in it and what the numbers are China has 81,020 confirmed cases Italy 24,000 747. Iran, 13,938. South Korea, 8,162. Spain, 7,844. Germany, 5,813. France, 5,437. And the United States, 3,774 cases, followed by uh, Switzerland with 2,200, Denmark with 1,700. The United Kingdom with 1,300, Norway with 1,200, the Netherlands 1,100, and Sweden uh, uh, just a little over uh, a 1,000. All the rest of the, the countries have below uh, that amount right now. But just to give you an idea of how far the coronavirus has actually spread around mm. the world, mm-hmm. uh, there's what you have there. Uh, meanwhile, the, uh, the uh, <laughs> two Democrats, the Democrats that are left, uh, had a uh, debate yesterday, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. So, uh, what were they talking about? This uh, is something that is of great consequence. This is like a war. 
And in a war, you do whatever is needed to be done to take care of your people. And what you do is you, and I have proposed it, laid it out in detail. Everything that you need in terms of dealing with this crisis would be free. First thing we have got to do, whether or not I'm president, is to shut this president up right now. There you go. Hmm. So it's Bernie and Joe didn't give it a lot of specifics, so just everything should be free. Yeah, I'm going to give you everything. But then, of course, what was it last week? If Medicare for all came across my desk, I would veto it because we can't afford $35 trillion. So apparently everything isn't free. No. Uh, it was, uh, I think, you know, part of the analysis of last night was uh, Bernie was just, and he was succeeded in getting Joe to at least endorse as much socialism, liberalism as possible, where, uh, you know, Joe went, you know, very far left. Mm-hmm. So... And we expected it. Look, Joe, we believe, will do whatever. I, I believe he's much like a Clinton if he ever became president. Whatever the way the winds blow is what he would pass. Right. Ideologically speaking, since he is held now uh, as he's run for president this time, almost every position on every issue, then where does he stand? Well, I think that's the problem that the far left has with him. They know where yeah. money stands. Yeah. They're their guy they're good with. John Fun had it in debate. Sanders gets Biden to embrace far left positions that could make it harder to be elected. Biden's new position. <laughs> I like this here. Biden's new position on immigration is that if he's elected, no one will be deported in his first 100 days as president. And he said a person who enters the U.S. illegally won't be deported even if the person has a criminal record in any foreign country unless the immigrant is convicted of a felony in the United States. You know what my my response is to that? Brad Parskell, we know you were listening. Uh, Give us a sample of how that commercial is going to run. Brad Parskell is the campaign manager for uh, Donald Trump. Again, Biden's new position on immigration. Again, this is where we have said everybody in the Democrat Party is for open borders. How many of the Democrat rank and file are? Democrats listening right now. Do you agree with that position? Mm. Do you agree with open borders? Because that's what he's stating. His new position on immigration is if he is elected, no one will be deported in his first 100 days as president. And he said a a person who enters the United States illegally won't be deported even if the person has a criminal record in any foreign country unless the immigrant is convicted of a felony in the United States. That position on deportation, John Fun wrote this in, uh, in uh, for Fox, is an extreme one that could cost Biden votes even in Hispanic communities among people who fear that new neighbors who have committed crimes elsewhere might commit crimes again in the United States. Then Biden sought to appease the environmental community by pledging there would be no new fracking if he becomes president and also said that he would ban drilling for fossil fuels on public land. Given the importance of fracking to the economies of key electoral states such as Pennsylvania, Ohio, and even Colorado, 
Biden is opening himself up to relentless attacks by Trump in the fall, that he is anti-jobs and he would make America dependent on imported oil and natural gas. So there you go. Well, that's... um, First of all, tell me anything in a debate last night, given where we are as a nation, where we were this weekend as a nation. Anything that either of those two could have said that motivated people, other than the people who already hate Trump. Tell me what they could have said. They, first of all, they didn't say anything. Tell me what they could have said that would have motivated the middle. We, I guess, um, Bernie could have said, I've, I've seen the, the light and realized that socialism is wrong and capitalism has helped me build my three houses that I now live in. And so uh, I only want to get rid of half the billionaires. I don't I'm trying to think of now nah, that probably wouldn't have helped him. Bernie, I think, look, he knows he's done. So what is he trying to do? He's getting he's trying to get Biden to publicly. He actually got done what I think he wanted to get done, which was to get Biden to publicly and uh, uh, publicly proclaim that he would be more liberal. And then that's some kind of hold that uh, Biden has on him. Oh, the other thing we learned is that Biden is not going to pick Sanders as his vice presidential candidate. Yeah, apparently he's out that dream team ticket. But, you know, Biden does say, well, it will be a woman. So it's not going to be Gavin Newsom. I did see that immediately. Next question should have been, when you you say a woman, do you mean somebody who uh, was born a woman or somebody who identifies as a woman? (laughs) Oh, the questions are many. That that should have been the next question. In a liberal debate, it should be, right? Well, no, no, no. I'm not being sarcastic. In a liberal debate, it should be. Would you consider transgender right that has to be brought up i mean let's face it this is the last last night was the last debate i don't see bernie staying in after this week he might but there's no reason for him to no uh tomorrow you have uh you know a ton of delegates up for grabs you got four states you got florida illinois hawaii I- i'm sorry ohio wait whoa 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 <laughs> you've got florida ohio illinois arizona i don't know why i said hawaii um but you've got a again a a chunk of delegates up for grabs in florida are you ready polls yeah all right okay is this florida uh florida latest ones uh okay biden 65 sanders 23 here it is in Florida. The last two polls. Biden 38, up 38 points. Uh, the other poll, Biden up 41. In Illinois, hmm. Biden up 21 and 38. In Ohio, Biden up 22. In Arizona, Biden up 17. Wow. Do we have to go any further? I don't think so. (sighs) It looks like it's over.
And in the general election, NBC Wall Street, Biden kills Trump 52 to 43. Plus nine. Mm -hmm. I hear the screaming out there right now. (laughs) Well, it's it's that's madness. I know. I know it's madness. because I'm confident we're going to be far beyond this whole covid thing by November 3rd. Mm -hmm. Far beyond it. Everybody will be. Well, toilet paper will be. Should I say overflowing? Well, here the my point would be this. Uh, number one, show me a Rasmussen polling, which of, of likely voters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> number <yeah>. one, <laughs> which I'm sure would be a lot closer and uh, whatever that would be, which would be extremely close. If it was seen before when you when Rasmussen does it, it's extremely close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and many times Trump, you know, winning by a point or two. Trump has been fully vetted. There's no more you can vet Trump on, can you? No, no, there's nothing. Biden's never been vetted in a presidential election. Here we go. He's never had a campaign go full force against him with hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars. And, and that know, is that is the yeah. adventure that's about to begin. OK, so here's a couple of things. Uh, Bernie didn't really mess with Biden. That was one of the um, ideas of, OK, why did he announce last week he was going to stay in the race? He wanted to get to the debate. He wanted to make some points, but he didn't really put Biden on the ropes. Um, in other words, Push his buttons. Trump will. Yes. If they have those debates in the fall, Biden's going to come unglued. But even beyond that, last night was the first one-on-one debate. But, and I haven't seen anything on the ratings. Uh, I guess we will later today. uh, What the ratings might have been. How many people might have tuned in. But there isn't, everybody's mind is on something else right now. It is. It really is. So having a one-on-one debate, you know, giving Biden more time to gaff last night was not was not the point. It wasn't going to happen uh, just simply because of the nature of the news. Well, now, if Bernie does get out after tomorrow, if Bernie's out on Wednesday, well, then the media is on. I mean, they have their presumptive nominee and the media will stay on Biden over and over again. And that's where the gaffes start to come back. 866-90-RED-EYE. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue addressed the issue of how a provision for quality loss can be included in disaster assistance programs. As you might imagine, Mr. Chairman, the quality loss is a little more complicated and a little difficult to enforce. It's not about something you can measure necessarily. It's very uh, specific to each farmer and each individual crop. His comments came in testimony at a hearing before a Senate Appropriations Subcommittee. We're trying right now in discussions about what's the best way to proceed forward. We have your recommendations of the security program. We haven't had this in a while, haven't utilized it, I think, for over 10 years, and it will be a new rule, so we are currently putting those together. Meanwhile, he explained USDA's process. We will consult with different groups and commodity groups in affected regions about quality loss and uh, what should be included in that in order to get the best opportunity to meet the needs of people who have suffered because of the weather quality losses. This is Stephanie Ho for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. The USDA report is brought to you by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Highway Diesel Fuel. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at 866 90 Red Eye.
It's Fred Art Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. We are calling for the home isolation of all seniors in the state of California. We are calling for the isolation, home isolation, of all of those 65 years and older and those with chronic conditions. Uh, We are doing so with our eyes wide open at the magnitude of what that means. What does that mean? (laughs) I have to ask. Well, calling for, does that mean now they're going to close bars and nightclubs, mm -hmm. Gavin Newsom? But he says we're calling for. That's not an order. That's not an order. Unless you put out the order and you say we hereby order. It's not an order. You're asking. That's it. Yes. And then saying we have these state organizations here to help you with whatever you need. But I'm like, you can't. No, that's a request. Right. End of story. That's a request. Right. And you're not going to get, I mean. <sighs> but we did. We still are sort of questioning the way that he put it. Mm. Yeah. And as we said from the very beginning, could we have clarification? What does that mean precisely? Yeah, it's a request because an order has to be worded as such. And there has to be an official declaration of that. I found nothing of the sort at the governor's website. Now it says in the same thing, I'm reading this here from uh, uh, CNN. Mm-hmm. He's also called for the closures of bars, nightclubs, brew pubs, brew pubs and wineries. Right. Was that an order, though? I didn't see anything that said order. Now, it's an order in Ohio. Yes. And Illinois, from what I'm told. Mm -hmm. Is that Newsom just walking up to the line? Uh, Quickly, let me play this audio here. Here we go. Okay. We are directing that all bars, nightclubs, wineries, brew pubs, and the like uh, be closed in the state of California. That's directing. Uh, we That's different. believe right. uh, that this is a non-essential function mm-hmm. uh, in uh, our state. Okay, directed is different than called for. Yes. Okay. All right. Yep. That's officially right. a directive. Okay. Here's your forecast. Things look to be considerably drier today for the deep south, where rain was pretty much hitting most of the states all weekend there. We'll see Texas and portions of Oklahoma Still looking for rain showers today and the potential for some late afternoon thunderstorms in that region. Also in California, we've got onshore rains for northern California with snow in the higher elevations. We just wrapped up the last weekend of winter 2020. Spring begins this Thursday, March 19th. The 90-day outlook from CPS, it's the Climate Prediction Center, shows for April, May, June, above average temperatures for the desert southwest through Texas and the Deep South, below average temperatures for the northern and central plains. As for precipitation, most states east of the Mississippi show above average precipitation over the April-May-June period. A look at the national forecast from Red Eye Radio. I'm meteorologist John Trout.
They Don't Speak Boomer, Gary McNamara and Eric Harley on Red Eye Radio. Oh, man. Uh, he's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. I was just reading, I mean, after the debate last night, this is a, it's a quite interesting read of Peter Van Buren from the American Conservative. How did Democrats end up with Joe Biden as their presumptive nominee? After three years of preparatory media fire about diversity and change and chumming the electorate with promises of free college alongside the health care. All the health care they care to eat. Democrats started with six women, a couple of black guys, a gay guy, and progressive ideas ranging from the necessary to the kooky. The full list included 30 players. And what did they do? They ended up choosing a candidate left over from 1958. Joe Biden is old. He's tired. He's lost the race for president twice already, once for plagiarism and once for lying about his education. And he appears to be in some state of cognitive decline. Wow. Between the hair plugs and the Botox, he looks waxy like grandpa putting himself out there for one last fling after mm. grandma Obama passed away. God rest her soul. Whoa, man. Wow. The, the Democrats' entire premise is false. They misunderstood Trump's election as a fluke, if not an outright scam. This was sustained by a relatively small group of disconnected people who, through cancel culture, peer pressure, pressure excuse me, and the need to fill 24-7 media vacuum, convinced each other that they were right. Then he goes on and on. I can't read the entire article, but then he just blasts this one out there. Something you and I have said. This is what really caught my attention and said, I got to read parts of this. Now, quick, name a single Biden signature policy, excuse me, policy initiative. <laughs> Why am I slurring? I don't know. You taking your temperature lately? <laughs> now, quick, name a single Biden signature policy initiative. <laughs> well, again, we we said that a couple of weeks ago, last week or week before. Tell and, us what he's actually promoting. And then it continues down further, says one writer called Biden's success the product of the politics of exhaustion. This sees a Democrat electorate not anxious for change, but just tired of being tired. The unrelenting apocalyptic news cycle burn them out and all they want is to put someone acceptable enough in charge when nancy pelosi declared the morning of super tuesday civilization as we know it is at stake in the 2020 election they had enough yeah you end up with joe biden running on three things he's not trump Mm mm-hmm Maybe he'll die in office and his vice president will take over early in his term. By the way, he's alluded to that. He's alluded to it. Callers to this show have alluded to that. Yes. Biden fans. Yes. People that would vote for him. They're OK right. if a if 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 he either bows out and lets the Veep take over or he passes. Uh, you So you end up with Joe Biden running on three things. He's not Trump. Maybe he'll die in office and his vice president will take over early in his term. And three, Joe's cognitive decline appears slightly less severe than Trump's not exactly hope and change. 
Biden's candidacy also means sweeping three years. This is really huge. You and I have talked about it, but not put it this way. Biden's candidacy also means sweeping three years of Democratic messaging under the bed. Mm. The list of once familiar subjects Joe will not be able to talk about is a long one. Russiagate imploded on its own. Impeachment can't bring that up. Why? It's centered on Hunter Biden. The whole impeachment is centered on his son. And ain't nobody on the Democratic side gonna bring that up. Presidential bone spurs. Biden received five student draft deferments during the Vietnam War. Same as Trump. In 1968, when his student status was wrapping up, Biden was medically reclassified as not available due to asthma. Yet in his autobiography, he describes an active youth as a lifeguard and high school football player. He also lied about being on the University of Delaware football team. Trump's naughty finances? Well, after leaving the White House, Joe and his wife made more than $15 million, mostly via sweetheart book deals. They made nearly twice as much in 2017 as they did in the previous 19 years combined. Yeah, right. The University of Pennsylvania gave Joe a $775,000 contract to teach and then was nice enough to grant him an indefinite leave of absence from actually teaching. Biden charged a Secret Service $2,200 a month in rent for a cottage on his property so they could protect him. Since leaving office, he's made $2.4 million on speaking engagements, including 10000 for travel expenses to the University of Buffalo. A speech at Midwestern Michigan in October of 2018 included $50,000 in travel expenses to Michigan. Taxes, after failing to close a loophole with Obama, Joe left office to create his own S-corporation. As a result, he receives money for things like book advances and speaking fees, not directly, which would cause him to pay Social Security and Medicare taxes, as with salaries, but laundered as divestitures from a corporation he owns. As corporate money, nasty personal taxes are fully avoided, and the corporation can claim nearly unlimited business expenses to be deducted against those profits. Joe's S-Corporation also donated his own money back to his PAC, Legal Laundering. Wow. Hmm. And it just goes on and on and on and on about the problems that he has. But the beautiful thing is impeachment can't be brought up, ever. No. Impeachment's done. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Biden's worst enemy heading into November will be low voter turnout. His opponent for the Democratic votes will be Mr. Just Stay Home. Well, that, I mean, I mean, honestly, the, the turnout for, again, the younger the younger Bernie supporter wasn't turning out for Bernie in the primary. They're not going to turn out for Joe. That's why those polls showing broad dissatisfaction with Trump are pointless. The Trader Joe moms of Northern Virginia are never going to vote for Trump, but they just might vote for no one. There are ominous signs, polls. For states, Biden won on Super Tuesday, including Massachusetts, Texas, and several southern states that helped catapult the former vice president into front-runner status, found that young voters did not show up at the rate that they did in 2016. Mm. The black voters who say Biden in South Carolina are notoriously fickle when it comes to turnout. Older Americans who favor Trump historically turn out at a 30 to 40 percent higher rate than younger voters. 
the exaggeration of white privilege that became a cornerstone of the Democratic Party. Whites as racist, opioid-soaked gun nuts is also one of the reasons Democrats risk losing the 2020 race as it leads to the devaluation of the very voters needed to clinch the Electoral College. Hmm. So there you go. Yeah, um, look, it's it. the demographics just aren't there for Joe. Uh, they, you know, they weren't there for Bernie. I, I wonder, I mean, obviously the party, they do want to win. They do want to beat Trump. But at the very least, what's the fallback? Well, the fallback is that, well, you know, uh, Joe didn't perform well. You know, if if Bernie was not going to win, and he wasn't, he couldn't beat Trump. They knew that. Well, but they still kind of need Bernie's energy in the party. They need the AOCs, right, to be a part of the party, to go along so they don't lose them altogether. Well, if they can point to this whole thing of at the end of it all, if Biden loses November 3rd and say, yeah, he just wasn't performing well on the road. And while Bernie has been burned a little bit, you can point the finger of blame on the loss itself in the general election at Joe Biden. And as his final censor, Biden's new status triggered the mainstream media to drop any talk of the issues that have dominated their agenda for three years in favor of droning on about electability. Mm. It makes little sense. Why else vote for someone if not because he represents something you like? You want electability? Run a puppy. Biden represents the endpoint of the idea that anyone must be better than Trump. That's betting the whole house on one thin straw. It's what happens when you settle for Joe Biden. Think about that, though. Everything that was talked about the last three years, mm. everything, you know, from Russiagate to then to impeachment. Think about that. You can't use you can't use those. You can't use the criminal no. justice system. No. No. You can't use that because Biden voted for it. On immigration, you can prove that Biden is a complete hypocrite where he stands on immigration today, which is open borders, oh, yeah. as to where he stood just a few years ago. Yeah. By far, yeah. yeah. And so you don't find somebody who is an ideologue for, for what you have been promoting the last three years, you find somebody who has actually promoted the opposite of those, but now claims he has changed his mind. And the reason he's changed his mind or trying to convince you he's changed his mind is because he's electable. Well, the Bernie bros won't. No, they said. Won't fall for a will. They, no, they said over the weekend. We're not going to show up for Biden. Because look, and, and this is this is the hard part right now. The Bernie Bros, the Joe Rogans, these far left, you know, people who are Bernie's people. Michael Moore. They know Biden is going to get the nominee or nomination. He's going to be the nominee. They know that. It's not like they're the point is it's not like they're going after Biden believing they're going to change the outcome of the primary. Now, they all may, may be far left, but they're not... <laughs> they, they may be delusional about a lot of things, but they're not delusional about the numbers in this primary right now. They may be crossing their fingers, 
that Biden drops out or something happens. But after tomorrow, they're not, again, they're not doing this. They're not bashing Joe because they believe it's going to change the outcome. This is who they are. They know that he's not going to get the job done. They don't want him in the White House. I think I think a number of them would rather have Trump to hate than hold their nose for Biden. <laughs> think about that. They would rather be able to carry on their hatred for Trump than to have to sit around and watch Biden fumble and bumble and mumble every day. And, I, I'm and, not right. saying I'm not saying most of them, but I know there's a handful of them out there that feel that way. I mean, they really do feed off of their hatred for Trump. They do. They do. 866-90-RED-EYE. There's a new Shell Rotella engine oil for gas engines. Shell Rotella gas truck is available now. Megan Pino, Shell Rotella global brand manager, tells us what was behind the development and more about the product. Obviously, Shell Rotella's heritage is heavy-duty engine oil, and that sure. will remain our heritage. And we know that our customers work hard, but they also love to play hard. And many of our customers also own a gasoline-powered pickup truck SUV, and perhaps as a personal vehicle or as part of the business. We also know that truck owners use their trucks for different purposes than a car to be able to tow something, whether that's a, an RV or a boat for fun on the weekend, for you know your business, for hauling equipment. So you're doing something different with your truck than you are with a car. And so why use the same motor oil that you would in your car as your truck? There are three viscosity grades, 0W20, 5W20, and 5W30, which covers any gasoline-powered pickup truck or SUV in terms of the manufacturer recommendation. For more, go to Rotella.com. This engine report is a service of Shell Rotella. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. I just noticed that uh, Catholic churches all over the country, the diocese, are are saying nope, uh, no, uh, no masses. Uh, right. If it's yeah. no more than fifty for eight weeks, that means Easter Mass. Right. That's huge for for yeah. Catholics in right. in uh, the United States. Uh, in all likelihood, will be uh, canceled. Uh, a number of parishes are going to provide for live stream masses online. Mm. Hmm. But uh, you talk about, you know, everything the Catholic Church has been through the last couple of years. Right. And fundraising. Yeah. Collecting everything. That's going to be a big hit to Catholic dioceses all over the country. Uh, significant, uh, uh, some really important ones that have had a file bankruptcy. Right. I guess you could see parishioners making online donations. Sure. They, and, yeah, or, they, they, or, they could uh, see. Certainly, they, they they could still do it, but mm-hmm. you know it it it's just it's a uh, it's amazing that when you think about it, and with that call yesterday, that's why I even said you know what will what will happen over the next couple of days. Yeah. Like I said, you had you're not going to have bars full next weekend like you did this past weekend. Yeah, all across the country, and right. the cameras were in showing it. You know, mm-hmm. all right, these people are defying it; and they're going to have fun, and yeah, don't believe you're going to see that next weekend.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One.